You know, it's funny. Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, your worst job ever, and it's a pretty standard thing that everybody has a worse job or a worse boss or something like that. I find it pretty standard that everybody has a worst relationship as well. And uh, Maria, I understand that you have a story for us here. Um, I do. I, I do indeed. I haven't been in very many relationships, but I have a worst and I have a worst date story for you. My ex used to live kind of far away at college and I went to go visit him one time and I was so pumped, packed a little bag, was so excited to go see his dorm room. I felt so fancy and cool. I showed up and there was a fish in his dorm room and he did not previously have a fish. And I thought, that's interesting. So I look at the fish and I think, I don't think this is his. So I asked him a question, you know, like, hey, you know, where did this fish come from? Oh, I'm just watching the fish for a friend. And I was like, okay, cool. No biggie. The night went on and I'm thinking, okay, this is fishy. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you went there because I was just sitting here <laughs> bubbling up, waiting to throw that one out there. No one, uh, no one babysits both. a fish <laughs> like this, but also the joke was just waiting. So um, I find out throughout the course of the evening that the fish actually belongs to his girlfriend. Surprise, I am not the only girlfriend. And he is actually in the process of telling her that I'm the little sister. He has moved her out of the dorm room temporarily while I visit because he didn't want his family to know about her. He wasn't ready yet. And so um, he had me for the weekend and then he moved her back in as I found out about everything. So she's moving back into the dorm room as I'm leaving to drive back to our hometown. What? A dirt bag, first of all. And second, I don't get the thought process behind, I can't let my family know about this one. And I can't let this one know about that one. And I also can't let that one know about this one or that one. Yeah. I, you are you are getting yourself into a labyrinth of lies that you can't possibly I don't emerge know. victorious from. I don't know how he did it. I, and this was like a common thing for him. And we were not the only two. Um, so he was living with one, bringing one in, bringing one out, going to... I have no idea. The man was... I just don't get it. I just don't yeah. get how yeah. people like can cheat like that. I can't even remember my own social security number. So I mean, Same. I can't imagine like remembering like just I have two relationships. Jeez, one's right. enough. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me, I'm terrified with one because I'm like, what happens if something goes wrong? That's my first thought every day <laughs> of dating. What happens if I piss her off? What if she knows about who I really am? And I think that kind of keeps me honest. To be honest with you, like I. I was always so worried that I was going to screw something up that I never went out and, and ran around like that. Well, never is probably a big word. Yeah. Marcus, did you have any uh, bad relationships before you got married to Ashley? I went four and a half years with another Ashley that lived eight and a half hours away from me. Oh, wow. Um, I, we made the trip. Uh, both of us would basically make the trip once a month, so we would see each other every couple of weeks. Um, she had this real cool game that she liked to play where she would dress up like herself and cheat on me all the time. Um, and that, that, that's a f game. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a game to her. I'm not <laughs> laughing at your expense. That is a, a very fun way to put that. I suppose. Please do. Please do. I, this one was a little bit off the rails. Um, she, I think 
had some problems that didn't necessarily all center around me. Some of them were me for sure. I mean, you guys know me well enough at this point to know I'm obviously not that easy to deal with. Oh, um, but yeah, she, I found out in a MySpace message, you guys to date us a little bit. Uh, she left her MySpace <laughs> signed in on my computer and I just jumped on and clicked the message cause I saw it and it was a big message to a guy about how they weren't going to tell me about what they did that weekend. Um, that is yeah, the so easiest lovely. way to find out. That's awful. How many years, man? We were together for four and a half years. Um, oh, no. This was one of those ones where, like, if it gets any further along, we probably would have ended up in a terrible marriage that was destined for divorce because we'd been together for so long. But, yeah, it it's a... Uh, you're right. It sucks to find out that way. And I was living by myself at the time. She had just left my house for her eight-hour drive back to where she was going. And I... I had this time to think about it while she was in the car. I was like, I'm going to wait till she gets home and then just go ahead and call it off. And you know what she did to me that really sucked? She used to spray her perfume on my pillows after she left so that it no. would smell like her for a couple of days. Guys, I was a broke-ass college student living in a one-bedroom apartment without a washing machine. I slept on the couch for a week. Like, oh, it was, Marcus. I mean... I know. Don't you feel for me? See, this is how I found I my wife. I told the you. sob story at every restaurant I went to until I found <laughs> the new Ashley. Congratulations, Ashley. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I don't really have anything like that. No, I don't think anybody's ever cheated on me that I know of. But I did date a really, really Christian girl in high school. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, except, let's say, she left way too much room for Jesus. Um, and you know what? I... You can leave a little bit of room for Jesus, but if you leave too much room, we have a problem. Like after three weeks, she wouldn't even hold my hand because she thought it was a sin. And I was, I was like, I just wanted to hold, I wanted to hold your hand. I'm not even asking for a kiss or anything, just a handhold. Yikes! I was a junior in high school, by the way. It wasn't like I was like a you know a middle <laughs> schooler. I was, I was literally. This is the time of my life where I was starting to eat blueberries. So this is <laughs> really coming out of your and shell. <laughs> I know blueberries and hand holding. I really was coming out of my shell. But one time I went to her church for youth group, you know, kind of to woo and impress her like, oh, I'm going to her youth group. And I hung out with some of her friends and I didn't even know them and wanted to see if she would get sonic with me afterwards. Well, while I was talking to one of her pastors trying to woo him over, she just up and left, didn't even say goodbye to me. And I was wondering where she was for like an hour. I was like, have you seen her? Have you seen this this girl? Like, she didn't even say goodbye to me. Um, we broke up two days later, but uh, and yeah. And no Sonic was had. too much room. And no Sonic was had. Did she sneak off for some alone time with Jesus? What happened? Where'd she go? <laughs> did you ever figure that out? I did not figure that out. Maybe with the pastor's son. Who knows? We don't okay. really know. Okay. All right. Well, way. straight out of Omaha, Nebraska, everyone. That's Caleb. Yeah. on the 104 network what's up everybody thanks for joining us today on unplugged OTR I am your host Marcus and we are talking about love today it's a very special episode Ooh, we've love. got some great interviews that are coming up Caleb tell me and this is gonna sound weird just right off the bat tell me about your first kiss you a little jealous, Marcus, or something? Oh, my god! I don't mean that. the one, the first kiss you had with me. I mean the first kiss, like the first one. 
We've kissed. I didn't, I don't even remember that, man. Oh no. Uh, but <laughs> these these virtual companies are weird, man. Stuff happens. I know. Okay? <laughs> I know. My, <laughs> my first kiss scared the hell out of me. Oh my gosh. And it's not because she had a beard. I'm just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> did she have a beard? <laughs> but I dated I dated a girl uh, in the grade above me. So I know I was a stud, and everybody thought she was a smoke show. Went to her house innocent and wide-eyed and one moment we were watching a movie the next she was on top of me and i didn't know what to do i was confused like where does one's arms go do i close my eyes what if she tries to do something more i mean i i was scared out of my mind because i'm I was very young and innocent, and I, I don't even remember if it was good or bad. I just remember being scared as heck. It was uh, bad. Ooh, I, I, it I was just, probably bad. Yeah, it was I mean, bad. I, it's yeah. Not, nothing against you. I just have a feeling all three of these stories are going to be uh, in the bad uh, category. They, they can't be good, right? Like, I mean, and I was really concerned, though, because, like, I'm close to my mom. I was, like, concerned what would my mom say about the makeup on my sweatshirt when I got home? Like, <gasps> what would she do to me? Like, oh, my gosh. And so, oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you. The day she gave me a hickey, I thought I was going to die. And I, I tried to comb it out because... Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but I try to like comb it out and do all the things to get rid of it. And it didn't work. And then my mom found out. Frozen spoon, the whole nine. I just yeah. imagine Caleb's parents enjoying a cup of coffee together after, you know, Caleb's out of the house and be like, do you find it weird that Caleb's been wearing a turtleneck for three straight days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just ate, he ate something he never had before. And that shocked them clear into forgetting that he had a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, on, so. for sure. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, I'm going to eat an orange today just to scare them and be like, oh my gosh, what has our son done? Oh, <laughs> That's the way to oh. I always imagine that it's way worse from the female's perspective than it is for a male from the male. I think it's like it's bad enough. We're super nervous. Like Caleb said, you don't know what to do. I can imagine that translates to just nightmares on the females end. Yes. Yes. I, and, and mine's a little weird because I feel like my first kiss was with someone who had had many a first kiss. Um, I was probably, I don't know, 15, 14, something like that. And I, I went to the guy I had a crush on's house and he was hanging out with a friend and they were acting kind of strange. I had my best friend with me and we were all sitting in his living room and things were going swell, sort of. We were trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with them. Turns out they were on Molly. Good times. Oh, good times. That's uh, 14 or 15 years old. No, they were older. I should mention okay. that. Um, yes, they were like okay. three or four years older than us. So... Um, I'm hanging out with the guy I have a crush on and my best friend is sitting on the couch with the other guy and we're just chit-chatting and the guy I have a crush on leans over similar to Caleb leans over on top of me and I'm like oh no it's happening what do I do and my best friend's here how awkward he goes to kiss me and spits his gum into my mouth <laughs> okay <laughs> no, that's oh not my god y'all that is not even the worst part so I'm like what is going on so I spit the gum out. I'm like, ew, that's disgusting. So he goes in to try again. He kisses me for a moment and then backs up and turns completely green. I mean, green, green. Dude oh, gets no. up, runs across the living room, into the bathroom, and proceeds to projectile vomit all over the bathroom while I am Dude. sitting on his living room floor wondering what is going on. On. And my best friend and I took off running out the front door and ran back to my house. <laughs> 
You should have given him his gum back. He probably needed it after I vomiting. Mean, honestly. Right. And we never talked that about it. That was the only thing that was saving him was his gum. Once he oh lost that, God. that was like the key, and it, it's all over after that. I well, thought kisses were awful after that. Didn't try again for a long time. You see what I mean, though, about the whole nightmare from the other perspective thing I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just Guys are so nervous. So mine uh, took her to see a romantic little flick from the early 2000s called Black Hawk Down. Um <laughs> Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Tom Hardy. I figured these guys are all good looking. She's totally going to fall for me if she sees them wreck a helicopter and die. Uh, so fair. Yeah, it was um, it was a little romantic. It was way too much pressure. And I don't mean pressure. It's like, what's everybody going to think? Like she shoved her head into mine like she was trying to compress my face like Play-Doh. She was like it was like fight kissing. Like, stop. I can't lean back any further. I've got. <laughs> The, the thing from the movies was in my, like, the, the armrest was in my ribs, and I it felt kind of combative. Like, maybe she didn't like me, maybe she was trying to fight me. It was the action film. The movie, you know, kind of had that vibe to it. Yeah, the action might have just been encouraging her to kiss you like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, a little less Bruce Willis, a little more, I don't know, who was somebody from around that time? Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields is a lovely romantic figure. You just said a name I don't know, so, you know. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> We know that you don't know who that is. <laughs> so I want to tell you guys a little cautionary tale here uh, that I found while browsing one of our favorite Facebook groups called Rubber Side Down. Um, I, I have to be honest with you. Some of this has been deleted because this is quite the story. So I don't have exact quotes from everybody involved, but I do have a couple exact quotes. And the story starts like this. There's a young lady. Let's call her Gabrielle because that's her name. Um, that was on rubber side down and she was talking about being a female OTR driver um, and that her sex life was was pretty slow on the road. And so without getting too deep into what she actually said, it's just a, a Facebook comment that says, I'm not having any sex and I'm a little upset about it. Well, let's fast forward to a gentleman named uh, Tuck. I'm just going to call him Tuck. That's a shortened version of his name. He posts on rubber side down a little bit after that this he says i never thought in one million years i would meet a girl out of this group but i had a wonderful experience last night with gabrielle her energy was amazing she's pretty as hell single a very clean woman great personality she's got her own everything and meeting a woman like this i kind of miss the dating scene now and me being otr for seven years made me realize it's time to throw in the towel and go local especially after last night i think i'm moving to charlotte that's a pretty cool love story right there. If that's like, you know, she, Disney could make a movie of that. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's saying, hey, look, I need it. He's comes. Hey, I provide this service and they meet up. Sparks fly. Everything's great. They have a great night together. And then the Internet gumshoes get to work, you guys, because the Internet's <laughs> forever and people are bored. And what will happen is people will start looking around on your profiles and they'll start putting two and two together and getting four uh, basically the comment that is deleted that I couldn't get my hands on blew the roof off this whole thing. Gabrielle was listed as uh, Tuck's cousin on his Facebook page. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Legitimately yeah. listed as his cousin, like in the family side of the information. Like, yeah, friends and family category, linked profile, click it. Yeah, that's the same one. Huh. Huh. Strange. 
And uh, then you go and, you know, he tagged her in that post too. So you can click that post and make sure that we're not just dealing with two people with the same name here. That's out the window. Internet gumshoes solved that for us in a heartbeat. And pretty much after that, you guys, the peanut gallery went wild. There was almost 300 comments on this post. Um, Tuck did chime in from time to time to try to defend himself. I will Uh give you my best advice. If you are caught in an internet firestorm, the only thing you can do is go away forever. You can't (laughs) come back. You can't try to fight your way out of it. You can't raise a sound defense. The internet decided that you were done. Well, hopefully Tuck wore some rubber on rubber side down. You mean, geez, Louise. I I certainly hope so. The moral of the story here, they say don't dip your pin in company ink. Also, keep it out of the potato salad at the family reunion. Fair. Let's get to the interview. A very special segment now for you here on Unplugged OTR. The first time that we've ever had two people to interview at the same time. And they are actually married, Caleb. Can you believe it? We ran down a couple of people that actually want to talk to us. Oh, my gosh. What a surprise. Uh, Shelly and Stan Bridger, thank you both so much for being here. We really appreciate the time. How are you all doing today? We're good. good. Uh, Shelly is a safety specialist with H&M. And uh, Stan is a driver for Transwood Logistics. Now, Stan, I was trying to write down what it was you said you drive, and my hand cramped up. So can you go ahead and tell us uh, what kind of truck you drive, please? I drive a international sleeper cab pulling a pneumatic tanker hauling powdered cement. Wow. Okay. Now, Shelly, you had to know this question was coming. Uh, is Stan a safe driver? For the most part, yes. Okay. He's shaking his <laughs> he's head shaking no his right head now. No. <laughs> We love an honest man. I guess he's okay. Okay. All right. That's good to know. (laughs) You know the saying, what she don't know won't hurt her. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just don't answer the phone. That's just the way it goes. Uh, I I was out. Answer the phone when she calls. Okay. That's a good plan, Stan. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, You guys want to tell us a little bit of of your story, how you met? Well, I used to do the recruiting and all that other stuff um, at the beginning because we started off really small at H&M. So I actually did his orientation twice. (laughs) Three times if you count the marriage, right? (laughs) True. true. (laughs) So, yeah, the first time uh, he came for a little while and then he um, went somewhere else temporarily. Um, At that time, I was involved in a relationship. And then when he came back, um, the guy that I was dating actually passed away of cancer. Um, Sorry so to then, hear that. Uh, Stan ended up talking to me on his second time back and um, asked me how things were going when we were outside one day and I just started crying. So he knew that he had passed away because he knew when he left the first time that he had cancer. And then we've been friends ever since. And then in 2015, he proposed to me in Montana down on his knees in a bar. <laughs> Nice. That is romantic. Montana is a beautiful state. What a great place to get proposed in the bar. 60 people. Yeah. And I said, I got a question for you. She said, okay, what? I got down on one knee in the middle of the bar and asked her to marry me. That's beautiful. (laughs) Everybody around goes, oh, did you have to buy a round for the bar then? No, no. But the next morning she asked me, when we woke up, she says, do you remember last night? <laughs> Most just of in it. case, just, yes, just in case, case, a little bit of a reminder, maybe. I think my uh, response would have been, what moment specifically? Drunk or something, and he just didn't remember asking me. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, what part? 
Well, do you remember what you asked me? Uh, most of it. Most of it. <laughs> and she says, well, you sure? I said, oh, you mean the part where I got down on my knee and asked you to marry me? She goes, yeah. <laughs> Was you for real? Yeah. Oh. Huge weight off Shelly's shoulders at that point, I'm sure. Now she knows this thing's for real. Thank it's God. It's real. It's legit, <laughs> Shelly. There Thank you go. God. <laughs> so do you feel like you guys clicked right away when you started to become friends? Yeah. yeah. There's a, we have a lot of common, common stuff. I mean, we both like country. We both like dancing. We like to stay home dancing. a lot. <laughs> go what out kind of level. dancing? We Country. That's awesome. Do you guys go out and dance? Once in a while, we'll go over, um, what's the name of that place? Because they changed their name. Bootleggers. Yeah, bootleggers. Yeah. I love Are that we doing name. some line dancing? Yeah, we try. We try, we but gotta, I can't get it. We I gotta, can't get it. We got to <laughs> take some lessons. This has a, I have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for this because I come from a generation of kids that still was taught square dancing and line dancing in like grade school. Me like every, too. Every, like once or twice a week, they would get us all in the room together and they would just teach us to do si do and all these different things. And so I, I love when I see it, like I'm like, I can't do that, but it looks fun. I agree. I can't believe you also did that in school. I thought my school was weird uh, because they don't do that anymore. Well, no, Maria, your school was weird. Mine was too. That's the. <laughs> oh, man. Listen. Oh, man. So you got country music and dancing. What would you say, though, is like the foundation of your love and your marriage? I don't know. <laughs> what would you say? Well, I think it's because both of us would give, have got big hearts and will do anything for anybody. And we get taken advantage of quite often. Yeah, because we have big hearts and we help a lot of people. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to cry today, but I'm going to now prepare myself <laughs> really to cry today because you are both adorable and I already love you. Well, and when two people like that that have big hearts find each other, I, I feel like it's a match made in heaven because being taken advantage of is, is a real terrible thing. And uh, it must be nice to have somebody to be able to, you know, kind of bounce that off of and relate to it. Yeah, I, I want to say oh. he's my soulmate. That's a pretty good way oh. to put it. All right, now I'm really going to cry. <laughs> Y'all didn't tell me to bring tissues. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'll just use my sleeve. That's what we do here in Indiana anyway. Um, <laughs> I was hearing that you guys have kids. Each of you have kids? Uh, yes. I have two boys, and he's got three boys. Um, I, what, my youngest passed away, though, in 20, uh, 2019. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry to hear that. So when you guys got remarried, um, were the kids involved in the wedding? Yeah. Yeah, they came to the wedding. Well, I mean, they weren't they weren't in the party, but they were they were there and we got family pictures and stuff like that. Does everyone get along pretty well? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, other than there's some jealous jealousy going on, you know, but like with my youngest, I think the kids were a little little jealous because he was the youngest, but now sure. he's no longer here, so now Steven's the youngest. So Oh man. What a, now, what a transition. Do they uh, do they fight like brothers? Because I know that sometimes brothers can have some royal rumbles, and Stan looks like he might throw a mean right cross. My oldest and my youngest fight like cats and dogs. They're jealous <laughs> of each other. <laughs> okay. But my middle son, he's away from all the drama of his mother and his brothers. He lives in California, so he doesn't get involved in it very often. 
That's good. Cool as a California avocado out there on the West Coast, huh? <laughs> I guess. Do you two have any grandkids together? Um, not together. Not together, but, but um, we have a total of 10 right now. Wow. And yes. grandkids. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So do you get a lot of time with them when you're uh, OTR, Stan? Well. Steven was living with us for a while. And we, had to, we got to see the girls all the time. Then we got two in Joplin that we go see once a year. And then uh, Lucy in California, Lucy we don't see her very much. We usually FaceTime her maybe what every three months, something yeah. like that. So she knows we, we, we get all kinds of pictures and oh, yeah. stuff from her. Yeah. FaceTime oh, has best. has made the world so small. I mean, I, I I would never get to see my nephews if it wasn't for video calls. So I I, I understand how it, it, technology can be a real pain in the ass sometimes, but it's also good from time to time, you know? <laughs> and Stan, you are OTR sometimes, uh, and obviously FaceTime can help that communication, but uh, what is it like having a relationship when someone is OTR and the other is at home? Can you describe that for us? It can be hard. I've been off the road for five years. I don't go OTR all the time, so it's mostly local stuff. That helps. But but he, he has been taking loads to here, Arkansas here lately, so for about two months now? Yeah, since mid-December, I've been running down to Batesville, Arkansas, and loading lime and coming back to Council Bluffs. How long's that trip? It's overnight. It's an eight-hour okay. drive down and eight hours back. Nine and a half back. See, he is a safe driver. You thought he was making better time, but he is a safe driver. So we, I love it. You better be. Yeah, he better. Right. You better be. That's right, Shelly. People say, be safe. I says, I got to. I got a beautiful lady at home to come back to. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Do you guys talk about uh, about trucking at home since you're both in the industry? Is it something that comes across the dinner table conversation pretty often? Quite yeah. often, yeah. yeah. And it, does it annoy you ever? Because I know sometimes I'll ask my wife how her day was, and she looks across the table at me and is like, don't ask. <laughs> no, it doesn't well, annoy us. It's, it's one of these, Shelly will have fires to put out, and then somebody in the office will start another fire, and she'll call me and says, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> we all have those days. <laughs> I, I hear you. Oh, Just, this person did this. And I got chewed out by a driver because this person said that he could do this and I said he couldn't. <laughs> oh, Lord. She's got to keep them all safe. Yeah. <laughs> now, Shelly, the next time that happens, I want you to look at uh, look at your boss and just say, Caleb said I could go home and I'm going <laughs> home. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no authority here, but okay. <laughs> I did tell him that today, but I didn't say Caleb Okay, yeah. Yeah. Good Just for you. Me and Caleb over here. You can tell him I said it. You hear me, James? I feel like Caleb, Caleb, you can get yourself out of a pickle. So we're just giving Shelly an out here. That's all for a bad oh, day. Okay, you know? sure. Thank you. Caleb says, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. That's right. Shelly, do you ever go in the truck then with Stan? Or um, when he was driving OTR, did you ever go out with him? I used to. Um, but since he's been at Transwood, they have a policy where I would have to be on the payroll. So, um, the only time I was in the truck was when he first started and I got to see, cause that's the first time I've seen, um, the tankers that he hauls, but I, I get to go out to the yard and every now and then, and I do, you know, get in the truck and clean out the sheets and stuff like that. So talking about sheets, I always have to ask this question because <laughs> I know there are people that like drive together. What is it like sharing a bed, like a small bed in a truck on the road? 
very cramped. Okay. <laughs> very I'm cramped. sure. Um, somebody always ends up with uh, their side hurting the most, and it's usually me. So, <laughs> as he sleeps on the outer oh. side, I'm up against the wall. You just outed him. Stan, that, that reaction looks like maybe you've woken up with a sore side a time or two. Did she <laughs> kick you down on the floor or what? It's one of those you turn wrong and a knee gets you in the side yeah. or an elbow. <laughs> something That's hard and, hey, something hard and uncomfortable. He's never right? woke up with my foot in his mouth and I'm on the wrong side of the bed. Has Did that, that happen to, to you? you? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, good, good. <laughs> in our large king size bed full of cats yeah <laughs> oh how many cats do you have we, we have four, four cats two dogs oh two lab animal dogs. lovers two, you labs. Say two and a half wow oh two labs i thought you said two and a half dogs and i was like what's a half dog a chihuahua <laughs> no, no a chocolate <laughs> lab and a black lab oh that's oh, awesome well, what are the what are the labs names i'm a huge lab fan Shadow is our black lab, and my son, I inherited Alpo when Brian passed away, so I got that. He's my chocolate lab, and he oh. is a mama's boy. Oh, I bet. Aww. And how about the cats? Are they just as independent as the day is long, or are they kind oh, yeah. of a, uh, yeah? <laughs> That's why well, I can't do cats, man. we got a rescue cat that she got from H&M, because somebody it got under the hood in a car and come in the parking lot. People at H&M heard her meow, found it, brought her in. <laughs> we call her Miracle. Oh, that's awesome. There was nobody that was going to take her, and I didn't want to see her go to the Humane Society. So the reason why we call her Miracle, because she is a miracle, and boy, did she come with one of those attitudes. Let me tell you, she's a sassy little thing. She's on the alarm clock, too. You don't even need an alarm I, I clock. I thought she was sassy. <laughs> miracle beats her. <laughs> oh man miracle <laughs> caleb you understand that one don't you oh <laughs> caleb? caleb do oh, I, you put him on the spot do, he's not do ready i understand stan i'm not ready to answer that today <laughs> <laughs> oh come on caleb she can't do nothing to you well he's got to sit within an arm's reach of her every now and then so you never know <laughs> yeah she might be having Whatever a bad day H&M. caleb might catch one right in the teeth don't forget <laughs> oh okay okay oh, she'll Oh my goodness. Oh, you two man. do have such a big heart, though, it seems like. And we're going to be playing a game here pretty soon. But I had one last question for you that we want to give our listeners and audience just some advice. And so I have a question that just asks Do you have any advice for couples who are for somebody that's going OTR for the first time and then somebody who is staying at home and how they can make that relationship work? To make sure that they communicate. Because if they don't communicate, there's no relationship. There's the spouse that is at home. Be worried that the spouse that uh, spouse <laughs> that's out there, spouse that's on the road, will be doing something that he's not supposed to, spending money that he doesn't have that should be going home, and vice versa. Trust and honesty is a lot in a relationship, especially. I mean, when he goes over the road. Or he, even if he's out for a night or two, I mean, our relationship, I think, and I don't know about other people's relationships, but our relationship is very strong. And even when he goes out, I think it's even stronger every time he comes home. You know, I mean, there's kisses when he comes home, there's kisses when he leaves. 
and there's hugs, you know, throwing all over him when he comes she home. Always hugs, whether I'm home or not. So I mean, we have a really good relationship, and that, and 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 I think that's where some of the spouses don't get, you know, with like the communication and um, that kind of stuff. That it because you do hear about it tears up relationships mm-hmm. and and people end up, you know, divorced and stuff over that. But like Stan said, if you communicate and we're constantly always talking, I mean, there are times I don't talk to him during the day because I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of something or he's, you know, driving on his way to Arkansas. But I do check on him, you know, <laughs> once in a while. If the roads are really bad um, and we have the weather or whatever. I do check on him and stuff like that. But we do talk at night. I mean, and we FaceTime each other. So I think it's pretty great. We return to our regularly scheduled programming after letting Maria blubber there for just a couple of minutes. She's all dried up now and uh, she's ready to talk again. Communication is such an important part in a relationship and especially one where there's distance involved. And that trust that you talk about too, I mean, it, it's it got to be nice that you're not worried about Stan making a stop there somewhere along the highway in Nevada and uh, visiting a ranch of one type or another. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that we can go ahead, uh, Caleb and Maria, if you guys are ready, and get to our newlywed game. Let's go. Oh, let's go, Mr. Host. I love it. I, you guys did so good on these. I sent you both a pack of questions. You answered them in confidence just with me. And basically how we're going to play the game is I am going to ask you how you thought your spouse responded to these questions. Now, they're all the same. So you guys are gonna get uh, you guys are gonna get a chance to really find out how well you know each other. So Shelly, I'm gonna start with you if that's okay. No offense, Stan, uh, but I'm gonna start with Shelly. Question number one: How would Stan describe you in one word, Shelly? Beautiful. Okay, so that's one for one right there. Oh wow! Round of applause. One for one. Too We're cute. starting off strong here. Stan knew that. I can tell by the look on his face. He was like, that yeah. was a slam dunk. That was a that was a between yeah. the legs, behind the back slam dunk at a contest. <laughs> so good. Okay. Shelly, what is Stan's favorite meal? He loves hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Did you guys talk to each other about these? Because that's two for two there. We got cheaters. Cheaters. <laughs> that's just his favorite meal. That's it. So good. I expect I mean, that's what he eats when he's on the road. I mean, Hot dogs. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, a couple hot dogs from Quick Trip. <laughs> there you go. I grew up on hot dogs and macaroni and cheese, so I <laughs> I love that. And when he says he grew up on that, he means he ate nothing but that from the ages of four to 17 when he tried his first blueberry. That's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> kind of true, actually. Of that was just last year. That's right. That is <laughs> right. right, Stan. <laughs> Oh, stop right it on. now. Oh, Welcome man. to the team. Question number three for Shelly. What is Stan's worst habit, in your opinion? <laughs> leaving the toilet paper roll off and then leaving the roll just there. And then he'll sit there and laugh when I'm uh, in the bathroom going. <clears throat> another another perfect answer. I no mean, way. I, oh I'm starting God. to think that you guys should actually try to get on if there is still a newlywed game show because you guys would kill it, okay? <laughs> Question number four, who's Stan's celebrity crush? He doesn't really have one. That's another, I swear to you, I really thought this was going to go different, but she is four 
for four. Trick question. Oh my gosh. I know. It's crazy. If Stan won the lottery, Shelly, what's the first thing he would buy? A new house. Caleb? The reason why I know that is because he would he always tells me that's what he's gonna do. Is it time to throw in the, the towel? Are we just I mean, I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm committed to this bit. If you couldn't tell, I'm wearing a sequin <laughs> jacket and I've got my hair styled for the first time ever. So I, we're here. <laughs> I'm doing this. Shelly, if, what is Stan's biggest fear? Losing me, dying, being alone. Well, you were, he only said two of those things. You added, yeah, a, I, you added a third one, but yeah, it, it's very <laughs> clear in case you weren't listening earlier, uh, everybody that's that's taking part in this and, and enjoying this along with us, Shelly and Stan did say communication was the biggest part of the strength of their relationship. And I'm um, not finding that to be a lie at this point. Last one for Shelly. <laughs> what is Stan's guilty pleasure? <laughs> Reading his book and not paying attention to me. That is exactly what he wrote. This is amazing. Are you serious? Yes. You- oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Crazy. She, well, they've, she, they've just she's beat always the game. griping at me. I'll be reading my book, and she'll say something. I'll just say, huh? <laughs> He'll, do He'll do that with the TV, too. He'll be like, what did they just say? I'm like, you're reading your book. Don't mind what they just said. That's right. That's amazing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much right now. Um, my wife does that, too, but she doesn't have to be reading a book to ignore me because I talk all the time. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and Caleb, wrong. too. Actually, Caleb does it to me almost oh, yeah. as much as my wife. Stan? Are we married, Marcus? <laughs> God, I, hope not. I, so. don't listen. I said, no, I'm listening. It's just selective hearing. Yeah. <laughs> selective hearing. That's a great way to think of it. Stan, how would Shelly describe you in one word? He's thinking. Beautiful. He's, He's thinking. thinking. <laughs> He's grilling it. What? He's, he is staring through your soul right now, Shelly. right? He's looking for the word in your eyes. <laughs> well, it's one of those, it depends on whether she's mad at me or not if she's not mad at me it's handsome if she's mad at me oh lord <laughs> There's a list. we just had to edit out six words before that guys but uh it... <laughs> okay well uh stan no no uh no hard feelings here but um we we didn't get that one uh Lovable was actually the word oh, there that you were looking for. And that is a loving look that you just gave I'm, her. Like, how you never lovable. said that to me, but <laughs> just a big teddy bear. <laughs> All right. Well, what's Shelly's so favorite says, meal? So she says, okay, what's Shelly's favorite meal, Stan? Steak and shrimp. That's it. Steak and shrimp on the Barbie, it says here, and with mushrooms. On the Barbie. Ooh. Ooh. If we go to like Outback or somewhere. It's a ribeye, shrimp on the barbie, and if at home, we'll go to the store and she'll get big portobello mushrooms and we'll saute them. And (laughs) this woman could live off portobello mushrooms. (laughs) I can join you with the steak there for sure. Now, this is one that I'm going to slide in as a little bit of an extra question. Stan, how does Shelly like her steak cooked? Medium rare. Shelly, that's correct. Correct. That's, That's correct. That's the right answer. Of that That's is the, the right, right answer, answer to too. that. Yeah. What's Shelly's uh what's Shelly's worst habit in your opinion, Stan? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the menacing laugh. See, oh, now no. this is where I can tell that they didn't talk to each other about this because he's really he's having a tr- tough time answering this question, so he clearly didn't clear it with her. So that's <laughs> 
her worst habit. Yep. Playing games, spending money on games that we don't have or going on Amazon and buying stuff. And then after the fact, telling me, oh, I bought this for the house or I bought this for the cats. <laughs> really? Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, while I agree that those things can be frustrating as bad habits, um, we actually were looking for procrastinating. Well, you wish you'd procrastinate more on Amazon, I assume, right? (laughs) She procrastinates on telling me that she ordered stuff. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so it's right all answer. it's all part of the same issue, it sounds like. She'd rather hide it for a little while so that I'm not really mad. It's just a couple hours. It's not like it's overnight. It'll, it'll be before <laughs> bed that I always say, hey, by the way, just like I did with my nail stuff yesterday. I ordered it at work. I came <laughs> home and I told you, by the way, my package is coming for my nails tomorrow so I can buff them. Stan. Okay. <laughs> he says, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the right answer, Stan. That is. So you, you are a, you are a seasoned professional here, Stan. Uh, who's Shelly's celebrity crush? He's thinking he's got that look of, he's now he's looking at her with kind of the, the lab, listening to a loud noise almost. Well, when she was younger, it was Toby Keith. Oh, that's a good one. Today. I'm not real sure. If you had to take a, just a wild stab. He's reading her like she's playing poker right now. This is a- <laughs> And John Witzke from Safety is not a celebrity, so don't guess that one. Dude, what? John from Safety is not. Oh no. That he that Oh, oh she's she losing it. On him, huh? <laughs> oh, let's see. Something made you laugh there. Thinking. Going through the Rolodex of uh, guys in movies that you've said uh, certain passing comments about, huh, Shelly? Well, hidden in my closet. <laughs> That's the thing. The Rolodex. <laughs> I can't get through it in one month. <laughs> oh no! Oh, is there one that floats to the top that you can uh, that you can take a stab with? No. No. No is the right answer. No is actually the right answer. She doesn't have one is is what I have over here. So you you found a way wow. to get the right answer on that one. Wow. Great job, Stan. There's no time limit here, so you might as well stare at her until you know the answer, my friend. That's the way to do it. Number five here, if Shelly won the lottery, what's the first thing she would buy? A new car. That's it. That's it. It's a new Jeep is what she said. Yeah. She wants a Jeep, but right now, just ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Got to win that now, lottery. I, I have to bring this up because if I if I don't, I'm not doing my job as a host. Now, Shelly, Stan would buy you a new house. Stan, it looks like Shelly would buy Shelly a new car. Is that? Is, yeah. <laughs> but thing of it is. He can't drive it. He can. Okay. That's good. You're giving him permission. thing of it is, she doesn't know that. My name's on the checking account, too, so I've got a new pickup sitting in the driveway. <laughs> okay, good, good. What about Shelly's biggest fear, Stan? Being alone and being without a support system. Dead on. Dead on. Because when her son was passed, I, uh, her mother and her aunts go, Stan, you do such, why do you take such good care of Shelly? It's not your job. I says, I signed a contract for better or for worse. And it's my job to take care of her and keep her from falling apart. Yeah, it was hard, but she's worth it. It's a labor of love, right? Oh, man. (laughs) Sometimes labor is hard, but it works. 
<laughs> Just one last question for you here, Stan. Uh, tell us what you think Shelly's guilty pleasure is. Her books or her games. Okay, I'll take that as a win. Uh, her games and spending money on games is what she said, which you already mentioned once in the interview here. So, uh, I, you know, this was a great idea to play the newlywed game with you guys, but you guys beat the game. Like, you completely destroyed this game. You're going in the record books is the best to ever yes. do it, in a my plus, opinion. A plus, A plus. Thank you Good so work. much. Thank that you. That was awesome. Stan and Shelly Bridger joining us here on Unplugged OTR. Is there anything that you'd like to say to one another since we're talking about uh, relationships and love OTR today? Uh, leave us and our listeners with uh, with one thing for each other. And Shelly, don't tell him something you just bought off Amazon because that would be a bad <laughs> way to leave us. We already know what's coming tomorrow. I anything off of Amazon today. <laughs> today. You notice that today's there. Yeah, today's there, Stan. <laughs> love you. I love you too, and I'm not going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere. That's well, a great sign. I might take off for a day or two, but I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, I don't enough time to have a oh. break. Oh, I love it. Stan and Shelly Bridger, everyone. Thank you guys so much. We will definitely uh, get back in touch with you, maybe have you on the podcast again in the future, okay? Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. You too. So we came across the post uh, that basically said from one driver to another, I need serious dating tips on how to build a strong relationship. And the OTR community definitely weighed in and gave some very good advice. Now, Caleb, Maria, real quick before we jump in, do you guys have any uh, advice on how to build a strong relationship? Caleb, you want to start us off? Just make sure they have food. Oh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, goes a long way. Hangry is not a joke. It is not a joke. I, this is the only time that I felt like you and I would work in a relationship, Caleb, because you just keep me fed, buddy. You just keep me fed. I love it. That's Maria, beautiful. what do you think? I think honesty is, is huge. Honesty and communication are the two biggest things that you need to really have a long-term relationship. And food. Yep. I mean, food's great, Caleb. And, Good and answer. Food. Yeah, Good answer. absolutely. Thank you. Stay alive. Here's one. I'm going to throw a curveball because communication was going to be mine, uh, Maria, because I'm huge on communication. Obviously, I never shut up. It's like my whole life. Um, but <laughs> mm -hmm. I will say this, alone time. Oh, I really think I like a key to a good relationship is being able to separate from time to time, spend some time on your own. And the best thing that you can do for your partner is be comfortable telling them that. Because I, there's been times when like, I feel like I'm annoying my wife right now. And she'd be like, can I just have some time alone? And I'll be like, oh, that's perfect. That's all I need to know. Now I can go play video games for four hours. Now, I feel like though truckers have all the alone time that they want. And so what advice would other truckers give truckers? Well... Uh, I have some really good stuff here. Tiffany, for instance, says that dating a trucker did not work for her at all. Uh, so she got her CDL and joined him on the road and actually married the guy. So that's one way. I, she didn't wow. like not being around him. So now she's a team driver, basically, with her husband. And I know that there's quite a few examples of that happening, OTR. Brian actually has this figured out in a whole different way. He says that he recommends find a trucker's daughter. She already knows the game and how it's played. And yeah. she won't uh, she won't be against not seeing you all the time because she grew up with this. And I think that is a very valid point. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Joey and his wife of 20 years. Now, this one, this one's probably not going to work for everybody. OK, but Joey and his wife of 20 years are always connected via FaceTime. And when I say always, I mean, he mentions in his advice post that he goes, they go to the bathroom with one another in the pocket. 
Um, they will hear random conversations that their that their partner will have with other people during the day. Uh, when his wife is sitting at home on the couch watching TV, he's just listening into the TV shows that she's watching. Huh. It's a little CIA, a little MI5. This feels a little toxic, maybe? Yeah. It's like Big Brother over your shoulder always. You huh. know how we talked about trust and communication? This is one of those times. <laughs> bingo, bingo. I think the trust might be lacking here a little bit. Nicholas suggests just not dating OTR. Just don't do it. It doesn't work. Forget about it, which I know that that thought's out there. It sucks, but if you're okay with it and you like, you know, you're good being just the Lone Ranger, I think that's fine. There's a lot of people that are good by themselves out there. And finally, I've got a little post here from Elijah. I call it little. That's the biggest uh, understatement of the day. It's an oxymoron. This is a giant post. It's a novel. I have parsed it out for you guys into 10 steps on how to find a good relationship OTR from our buddy Elijah here. (laughs) Step number one, build a relationship with yourself. Step number two, up your confidence, Caleb. God damn it. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Step number three, let your soul do the searching and let your heart take its place. That's so deep. Is it? I actually don't know. It It sounds deep. I don't know. Does he know? I don't know. (laughs) No, I don't think he knows either. (laughs) Step number four, which kind of pertains to the last step a little bit. Never let your mind play tricks on you. Uh, These are important, you guys. Easier said than done, also. Right? Right? Especially when you're letting your soul do the searching and letting your heart take its place. Yeah. How, do you, how does your mind not play tricks on you when you're thinking with your soul and moving with your heart? There's a lot of moving and soulin' <laughs> and head... I don't know. There's too much going on here. Number five. This is where it gets important. Once you see her, walk straight up to her and tell her you're attracted to her. Just aggressive right right away wow okay i vote no well no not right away not until after you have a relationship with yourself (laughs) up your confidence let your soul do the searching and let your heart take it place and then also not let your mind play tricks on you sorry i forgot numbers one through four this woman (laughs) has not seen one through four this woman just sees man uh, approaching her charging her with aggressive compliment Yep. You pretty. (laughs) You pretty. Hey, I kind of like the way your face looks. Right, exactly. (laughs) We all love that. Guys, we're only halfway through the list here. Number six, compliment (laughs) her, but don't compliment her too hard. Okay, jeez. Does that pertain to number five? Uh, Separate rule altogether. Okay, got it. Okay, okay, Okay. good to know. Number seven, suggest four to five weeks of dating before you seal the deal with a kiss and some, and I quote, seductive lovemaking. Seductive? Seductive. Wait a minute. We're not kissing until five weeks in, and then we're seductive lovemaking right away. The kiss is the breach between five weeks with no contact and seductive lovemaking at the time period of four to five weeks. We need to contact him and find out if there's handholding and hugging involved prior to the kiss. Yeah, how much room for Jesus are we leaving? Maybe like two feet <laughs> until five Seductive weeks. Seductive lovemaking does not leave much room for Jesus, Caleb. No. <laughs> I just, I can't buy into it. Number eight says, if this doesn't work, buy her gifts like food and shower credits. I thought you were going to say shower curtains, but shower credits are a great Shower gift. credits. Hmm. You could get her a shower curtain too. I saw one with a corgi riding a shark the other day. <gasps> I think that she would like that. Gosh. That needs to be in your Amazon cart. <laughs> Number nine, if this doesn't work, repeat steps five through nine. Uh, You guys, we don't need to go back over those again. It was the (laughs) one that started with walk straight up to her face and tell her. And number 10, which I think might be the most important rule, take it slow. Um, I'm sorry. Until until five weeks, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> slow until it's really fast and then don't yeah. anymore. So there are clauses to each rule that are unseen and unheard. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, there you go. A little dating advice from Rubberside Down. Fortunately, I didn't take any of this advice before I met a very special person in my life, which is my wife. And believe it or not, uh, you guys convinced her to come on the show and interview with you about me. Let's get to it. Well, Marcus, you talk a lot. So luckily on this next segment, we have a surprise guest that is your wife. And I'm so glad that she has agreed to be here with us on this episode about love. So from Eugene, Oregon, give it up for Marcus's wife, Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing today? Hello, doing great. Hi, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for being here on the show with us. I mean, we're going to get right to it because Maria, our audio producer, Mike, and myself, we have a lot of questions for you about this talkative fellow that you married. And so we'll start off easy. No worries here. But we kind of know, who do the Corgis love more? You are Marcus. Um, well, I would have to say that um, our older dog, Elliot, is definitely a mama's boy. Okay. He- loves his snuggles with me. Um, I would say our younger Corgi, Dan, is more attached to Marcus. He doesn't tend to want to snuggle or, or like play or anything with me as much, which is fine. So um, I would say it's kind of s- split between us. <laughs> okay, okay. A good 50-50. A good 50-50 there. That's how it's supposed to be in any relationship, I feel like. So <laughs> that's good to hear. Uh-oh, here comes I Marcus. should add that... <laughs> I should add, yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm gonna talk. You guys can't keep me from talking. Boo. You should know that by now. Uh, but I'm gonna add that Dan is the problem child of the family too, and he gravitates towards me. So what does that tell you? I mean, that does tell me A something. Lot. But I'll, I'll let the audience, you know, just make it up in their mind what that infers. But I I know we started off easy, but I gotta ask you now. I gotta hear the most embarrassing story of Marcus that you have, because we really need to hear that. Our audience needs to hear that and really attach themselves to it. A quick lesson in wants and needs would do great things, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) So Marcus and I have been together for, we'll be celebrating 15 years this year. So there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, by the way. I would have to say that, Well, due to eight years of our relationship, he was on a live radio show that did all kinds of different embarrassing, um, what do you call them, honey? Stunts, bits. Yes, stunts and things. And oftentimes I was listening um, when Marcus would be involved in them. So I was going through all of those and many of which were embarrassing for him and me. Um, And so... (laughs) Because I had a lot of friends that also listened to the show, including my parents. And so I would, oh good, especially early in our relationship, there were some things that happened on the show and Marcus was involved. And I remember my dad going, really, you're th- this guy? And I'm like, no, I swear he's like really <laughs> smart and funny. And this is just all for show. So I was thinking through the different things. And one that really stood out was when he there was a super bowl bet that they always did every year and the loser had to do some horrific stunt um sometimes Mm -hmm. it involved multiple people on the show and one year marcus and another guy had to because they lost the bet get mcdonald's cheeseburgers and baby bird them into each other's mouths which that means 
you chew up the cheeseburger and then spit it into the other person's mouth. No, no, no. And then do that back to the other person. So I would have to say that 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 one really stood out. I would that, say so. That does stand out. Yeah. Wow, Marcus. Yeah, that one's oh. on the internet somewhere. I don't know where, but you can find it if you look hard enough. It's on video. <laughs> it's on the internet. You would yeah. be a good contestant on Survivor. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it was bad. <laughs> I've done some bad things because of that bet, but that one I think was the hardest to get through. Man, yeah. Is that how you feed Dan? Because you and Dan are so close. Is that how you feed him? You just chew it up yep. and you just spit it in his mouth? He's a Victor okay. dog. He likes that Victor dog ocean uh, blend. So I'm just chewing up little bits of salmon and tuna and letting him, letting oh. him dig in, man. Oh okay, so goodness, Marcus, Marcus, it doesn't sound like you're scared of very much. So I have to ask Ashley, what is Marcus's biggest fear? Oh, this should be good. So I could go to two ways. I could go funnier or more serious. And this one, I kind of want to go more serious. I think, I think really, I don't know. Um, but his biggest fear, well, one would be if anything were to happen to myself or the dogs. And sometimes I wonder if more so the dogs, uh, (laughs) (laughs) because he's very protective of them in, in many ways. So I, I really, he's not afraid of things like i was thinking that's okay yeah like spiders no snakes no no. like there's not really anything that he's super afraid of like phobias i think i would have one maybe for you is oregon never winning a national championship in football in the rest of his life i feel like that would be a fear for him (laughs) we could put that on there yeah i did think we could could put that on there you know man ashley's good to talk to about this because collectively her and i have invested a lot of money in that future national championship by being mm-hmm. fans so um you know it would it would benefit us financially if we could win one that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm sure it would man ashley this is another question that i've been dying to ask you um because marcus talks to us about how he hates peeing in the shower and all these things that are you know secretive but have you ever heard him fart before uh, unfortunately um, almost every morning. So yes, <laughs> every morning because he tells Love us his real. his poops his poops are very secretive. Is what he tells us. He locks the door. Nobody can come in whatsoever when he's in there. That is very true. That's my mm. biggest fear. That's your biggest fear. That's my biggest fear your... is my beautiful wife walking in on me while I'm doing that thing. Gross. I didn't think about that. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> there you go. Big fear. That's very considerate of you, Marcus. Thank you. Very considerate. Indeed. Caleb. Uh, Caleb <laughs> called me nuts for for locking the door, right? Or was that was that uh, our interview? Somebody thought it was a little bit overbearing to lock the door, but I just it's something I won't ever budge on. No, I think okay. that's polite. Yeah. I don't lock the door. <laughs> you don't want Dan walking in on you either. <laughs> oh, I've got another one here. I want to know what's the dumbest thing Marcus has ever done. He's a pretty smart guy, so there's not a lot I can think of as an adult or being with him. That's right. Um, but <laughs> I spent a lot of time with him and his family uh, over the years, and a lot of stories have come up. And there's one that really stood out to me that's hilarious and has been told many times. But when he was a teenager, he was washing their Suburban, and he backed up into a ladder and then freaked out got out of the Suburban. Well, he didn't put it in park. Oh no. Then the Suburban went rolling into the median of their garage, right through it. And uh, there's a whole story of aftermath (laughs) of the fear of his father um, for having to tell him what he had just done. 
And it's hilarious, especially when you're with the family and the reactions and everybody has their side and Marcus's reaction to his mom first and he's freaking out. And then what are we going to say to dad? And (laughs) I just say uh, that that's that was pretty dumb. So it almost took the whole garage down, you guys, like the the center support between the two garage doors was pushed like six feet into the garage and the the roof was tipping and. The only time I ever hear my mom drop an F-bomb is when she tells this story because I walked in and I grabbed her hand and I walked her out to uh, the garage and I put my back against the wall and I slid down on the floor and I put my head in my hands and I said, dad's going to fucking kill me. And that my mom just, she breaks off the crispy F-bomb every time. It is... It's my crowning achievement. Have they forgiven you yet? Uh, yeah, they forgave me when I bought the Suburban a new bumper and paid to get the garage, you know, Ooh. put back together. So, or it was kind of like half out of my pocket, half helping my dad do it, which the hard labor is always the worst when you're regretful. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you were young at least, so like that's a it, it's a dumb thing, but like you were young, so it makes sense. All young drivers have some story, maybe not that bad, but something not great. <laughs> maybe not that you know. bad, yeah. Maybe you didn't almost take the whole side of the house down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ashley, I know what we thought of Marcus when we met him, but I want to know what your first impression of Marcus was when you met him. Oh, man, I remember that moment. And actually, we were talking about the first time we actually like laid eyes on each other. So I met Marcus through his radio show. My first impression of him was the who he was on the radio. And I thought he was a pretty cool dude. <laughs> there you go, Marcus. Pretty cool dude. Yeah, so much so that I wanted to reach out to him back. And this was back in 2008. So MySpace was still a thing. Oh, yes, so, ma'am. Um, I reached out to him on MySpace and added him. And then he actually messaged me and asked if he knew me. And I just remember being so excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, the guy on the radio is actually talking to me. And he's so cool. <laughs> and so <laughs> Yeah, and then actually meeting him in person, I just remember what he was wearing, and it was just a cool, like, the cool dude look, like, the hat and the hat hoodie with um, skater pants and shoes, and I was, and his sunglasses, yeah, kind of like how he dresses now, actually. I was going to say, not much has changed. (laughs) Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, that's it. That is incredible. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You are so nice to him. What a good wife you have, Marcus. Dude, your wife was fangirling over you when you were on the radio. I mean, that's pretty cool, man. It was it was pretty awesome. I it was the first time in my life that I've ever asked like a a, a girl, "Hey, have we met?" and had them respond favorably. Um, so it was <laughs> it was pretty awesome, you know. That is pretty awesome. Don't expect me to ever fangirl over you, Marcus. If that's what you're expecting, okay? I, I wasn't. I, I was hoping maybe one day I could I could lure Maria into the Marcus fan club, but uh, I know that I don't have a shot with you, Caleb. I might be the Ashley no, fan club, though. Yeah, yeah for I sure. I figured this that was going to happen too. So yeah, and Ashley, it's looking like we're out of time here, but we got to thank you so much for being an unplugged OTR and giving us all your little stories and tidbits about Marcus. This has been Unplugged OTR, our episode of Love on the Road. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Unplugged OTR. Remember to tell us your stories at sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Again, that's sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Or find us on social media channels. If you want to hear more about driving jobs at H&M, find them at hmtrucking.com or on Facebook. Tune in next time and keep the shiny side up, drivers.